This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Remember what you were doing when you were 15, oh, 15 and a half, maybe. Did you, did you think that you would uh, grow up to do something, or did you think that you were going to do something right now? Um, or were you just, you know, busy playing video games if you're younger or something like that? We've got a young lady for you today who I consider nothing less than an amazing prodigy. She is 15 years old. And she has got a bunch of books that are out, and she's got three or four books that are in the works. And she is and nothing short of amazing. But first, I have to talk to my friend, Nathan. How are you, sir? Good afternoon, Kevin. I am doing well, and I would say I'm the latter, you know, staying at home and playing video games instead of doing schoolwork, maybe procrastinating just a little bit much. I put the pro in procrastination. <laughs> well and uh and she is also um she's been bullied in school and she's written about that she's got a twin sister she's a remarkable young lady and we're going to talk to her in just a minute but first um the weather's good the traffic's good and what's going to happen at three o'clock in the afternoon this afternoon we are going to debut Positive Talk Radio on one of our sister stations here at Hubbard Radio, Kixie, 880 AM, and that'll be at 3 PM. It's going to be the same thing you hear on KKNW, just on a different station and on a different part of the dial, but you can still go to social media and like KKNW. You can watch the show on the Facebook and YouTube on both Positive Talk Radio and KKNW as well. We'll put it on there, even though you're on Kixie. But we also have it set up to go to the Kixie Facebook page as well. So go ahead and give that a like while you're at it. Holy mackerel, we're everywhere. Yes, you are. <laughs> How the heck did that happen? <laughs> Next thing you know, uh, you'll be coming out of Alexa's, which... <laughs> You know, you can do that as well. If you just say, hey, Alexa, play Positive Talk Radio on Kixie or play Kixie or KKNW when it's at that time. Exactly. Now, before we introduce Shanti, I want to introduce to you a, a person who's going to become part of our show, and his name is Mitch. Mitch, um, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. How about you, Kevin? Nice to meet you, Nathan. You as well, Mitch. Yeah. He is now, now you can call him Nathan, you can call him Nate, but never call him Nathaniel. <laughs> it's like, uh, my, I go by Mitch, but I don't go by Mitchell. Oh and, yeah. Uh, that's, that's just a no go. Let's see. I, go, I don't do that because that's not how far my birth certificate goes. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> some people say, it's like, nope, that's not on my birth certificate. Don't call me that. See, right. I go by Kevin and if, People want to call me something else. I don't talk to them anymore. It's, like Ronald so, McDonald. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to a guy yesterday, and I'm so old that when the Big Mac came out, it was a brand new sandwich back in the 60s, and I was in Little League, and that was my my nickname, Big Mac. Ah. That's how <laughs> old I am. So, and and speaking of uh, Matt, Mitch, Matt, Matt oh uh -oh. Uh, let's go ahead and hit that buzzer while we're at it. If I can find it, there it is. <laughs> 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 
So, um, Mitch, welcome, welcome to being part of our world, and and it's great to have you. You were here Wednesday, and and you're hanging out today. It's great to have you. Do what did you think of Wednesday's show? Wednesday's was a great show. I couldn't stop thinking um, about the the host that we are the guest that we had that day, and just all the different things that she accomplished. It was pretty amazing. So I'm really excited um, about our guest today too, as well. Yeah. Do you now when you read? Um, have you ever read like you, you know like counted the number of uh, uh, words that you've read in like an hour? Oh man, no, I've never, I've never counted how many words I've read in an hour. Well, one of one of the questions I want you to ask her is how many words does she write in an hour? And that that is really is an amazing thing. She also is working on marketing. She is self-published. She's a, a really good kid. And I say she's a kid. Well, gosh, I'm old enough to be her granddaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Might even be great granddaddy, but we'll we'll see. So Shanti Hershenson is here with us. And how are you, young lady? How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great too. You know, you're all over the place right now. Yeah. You're on Facebook, you're on YouTube, you're on on radio station KKNW, you're and uh, you're also a uh, quite a prolific writer. Um and you've got so many books out. It's it's amazing to me. And you've got three coming out this summer before fall? Yeah, hopefully. So <laughs> When when do you have fun time? And, oh, and you also like to do there's something that I had no idea about, and then you you told me about it, which was has to do with skating or has to do with um, something like that. What 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 else do you do for fun and excitement? I have a ton of hobbies, and typically I like kind of jump between them because I find I don't have I have a lot of time, and at the same time I don't. Um, but I really enjoy skateboarding, and then like free running, which is like parkour and gymnastics. Kind of, it's the only way to explain it. I've actually had to take a break from that just because I get hurt really easily, and I just I get very I also get tired very easily. Um, but yeah, I do think I have like a bunch of hobbies, whether or not it's like a sport like skateboarding or free running or just like walking to the park or like hanging out with like my animals and taking care of them. Okay, Mitch. So ask her, Mitch, how many words can she write in an hour? Go ahead. I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> Shanti, how many words can you write in an hour? <laughs> okay, it's going to involve me doing some math quickly. I think it's gone up a little probably since the last time we spoke because I've also gotten better at like writing stamina, if that makes any sense. However, um, I'd say it takes me, it can take anywhere from like 20 to 30 minutes to write a thousand words. So I'd say on average, maybe 2000 words an hour. And that's if I like am sitting and just writing for almost the hour straight, if not, you know, maybe a thousand words an hour, sometimes, you know, more, sometimes less. I don't even know if I could write that many words, even if I knew what I was trying to write, let alone know what I was trying to write. (laughs) I know me, me, me either. It's, it really is. It's remarkable that you can do that and you make the words make sense. Um, now how, how much do you have to go back and edit after you've written a thousand words? So I'd say I'm a fairly clean writer. It also, it's like, it really depends on the, I say this like every, I swear, it's like always, it depends on the book. So like some of the books I finish, it's like, you know, I'll go back and I'll be like, Hey, this is actually pretty clean. And that'll make the whole editing process a lot easier. Other books, um, particularly the ones, sometimes I feel like it's the ones that I'm more excited about because I'm writing quicker. It's a mess. Um, one book that I wrote, it's actually 
technically the longest book I've ever written, if you um, don't include that one book that was actually split into three separate books. Um, I think I told you about that one last time, but um, this one, like, it's a mess. I have to start, I'm going to probably start editing it actually over the summer at this point, because it's that large of an editing project that I don't want to actually take on that second draft and the third draft and whatnot while I'm at school, I'm like doing school, but it's all over, it's insane. Um, but then there are other books where it's like it's just really clean. I can read through them and actually not have to reword a lot of paragraphs. So, what's the editing process like for you? Um, it's chaotic. So, um, usually what happens is I go through and I do a draft or two um, or three on my own where I try to rewrite parts of the story that I think could be better. I try to add scenes and add more development to the characters and just make everything sort of like cohesive and then I also go through and make sure I can catch as many errors as possible and like other things plot holes whatnot so I have to try to read it as if like I'm the reader and not the author and then um I work on it with my writing coach and she just helps me with like the proofreading and then making sure like everything makes sense because sometimes there are things in the story or like lines or like even just whole plot like lines that make complete sense to me but then they like won't make sense to another reader because you know I'm the one that wrote it so naturally it's going to make a lot more sense to me than like other people but it's also important to catch that so that the story is actually cohesive to everybody else you know our first interview together you said you've been writing since you were carrying crayons yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding that's what you said And, and so how old were you when you started writing I'd say so my earliest my earliest memory of actually like sitting down and trying to write something was maybe around five years old. I do remember come to think of it, I do remember things um when I was younger, maybe when I was like four years old, even three years old. However, it's not very it was mostly like pictures. Because, you know, when you're a little kid you can draw more easier, like actually significantly more than you can actually write and it actually it took me a really long time to be able to actually like handwrite my own name like I think it was like halfway through kindergarten I actually learned how to write my name it's kind of embarrassing um so I used to when I was really young just draw these like series of pictures but they were trying to tell a story so it's like in some way that is writing it's just not like with words and then as I got older of course I started using computers because I cannot handwrite things very easily I have like a couple short stories I've written that are handwritten and they're not readable I feel like you would have been really good at storyboards in school. <laughs> it was just pictures <laughs> of the story. Arnie, have you done that? A couple times. We had a project at school where we had to do a storyboard. I don't remember what mine was. It was a while ago. Um, I'm not a very good artist, I have to say. So it's like, you know, now I'd much prefer just actually writing out the story than drawing it. Because if you see my drawings, they're they're less legible than my handwriting (laughs) (laughs) well you know what's interesting about about you and and mitch i i you know it's one of those mysteries of life that you just don't understand because she can come up with an entire book in her head before she sits down and writes it and then it becomes the story and and the longest book that you've written is 800 pages yeah, that was the one that had to be split into, like, three separate books. So now, um, like, the longest, like, full, full like, novel that's not going to be split is, like, 600. I think it's, it's this one. I have it right here. The cover's not final. It's just my thing. I designed to get the printed copy of it. So, yeah, <laughs> I've written some 
really long ones. If you are not seeing this on video and you're just listening to this on audio, that book has to be close to two inches thick. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And it's um what kind what size font do you use? It depends. That one I believe is like so um the format I use doesn't do it based on fonts. Like fonts, like size, it does it like just with like a it's kinda hard to explain. Um, because there's like certain I feel like, you know, they don't it doesn't let you do one super big. So I'd say it's like pretty average for like most public like published books i don't know the specific um it's kind of silly i can kind of show you the interior it's like it's slightly spaced out but also it's like this yeah i just said i was i was just now mitch has got a 15 year old kid uh mitch can can you get your son to sit down and write a book or uh, read a book like that no way i can barely get him to do his homework <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just struck me that that there are kids your age you've written the book they can't even read what you've written yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's just phenomenal and i you know and i love to have i love to talk to you you are a great kid um i'm so sorry that you had went through a period where you and your twin sister got bullied in school how's that going for you now so I'm not at that school anymore. So, um, cause you know, middle school ended now I'm in high school and I'm at a new school. I can't say there's not bullies at this new school, but it's not nearly as bad and not like nothing really has happened to me in particular. So I'm definitely a lot luckier now I'm in a better environment than I was a year ago. Good. Um, and I'm still talking about bullying sometimes. I still try to, you know, promote those books because still I think it's a topic that needs to be talked about. It's just in some ways it's harder to do my anti-bullying work now that I'm not in, envir in an environment that actively needs the help. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're, you're, a lot of your books now are, are getting more um, sci-fi, aren't they? Yeah, for the most part, the books I write are science fiction. Um, that really long one I just held up, that's actually a fantasy. It's like high fantasy. It's That was my first time since I was in seventh grade, I'd say, writing fantasy. And like fantasy involves like so much like world building. That that's probably why the book is so long, because there's so much that needs to be like explained and like gone through compared to like my sci-fi books, which primarily take place on Earth. Um, so that was like a completely new experience. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I am still like writing sci-fi. How's your sister doing? She's doing pretty good. She's at yeah. a different school than me again, but it's. Oh, that's, a, that's, that's too bad. So she's in obviously the same grade. So she's in high school yeah. as well. Um, that's too bad that you're in, in different schools. Cause you guys would like, have each other's back as it were. Yeah. Like you did in, in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. So since the last time I talked to you, where do you see your life changing? Where is it going? I know yourself still self-published and, but I, I got to believe that you've got people knocking at your door saying, you know, we could publish this for you. Yeah. So right now, like, I think I mentioned this, like, like the plan is I just want to build as big a platform as possible. And then I have some books on my backlog right now. Actually, that fantasy one that I mentioned is one of them that I'm considering once it's done editing, actually um, querying for and trying to get an agent. I think the thing is I've done well enough on my own that I'm worried that like, you know, for example, like a smaller publisher or like 
or just a lot of publishers, there's not a lot they can offer me that I can't already do. And there's like that loss of rights. It's kind of scary because then I don't actually kind of have the creative rights to the book anymore. I mean, creative rights kind of, it's complicated. Um, but I do really want to get traditionally published at some point just because at the same time, I think there are some opportunities I could have um, such as, you know, film contracts and a lot more book events, even though I do do quite a few book signings now. But there's just all this stuff that like I want to try to, um, you know, do that maybe I can't do as easily while self-publishing. So I think it's definitely something I see in the future. Other than that, um, you know, I want to go to college and I don't know what I want to get a degree in yet, but I'm also really interested in screenwriting. So I think that's also something I could do when I'm older along with writing novels. Really, there's like so much that I can do just as a writer. Where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was going to be my next question. What do you see yourself? you know, go, what else do you see yourself getting into with all this experience that you've driven up, you know, writing all these books and screenwriting. That's really cool. I might, I might need to have you help me on some stuff <laughs> on the screenwriting side. Cause I have a lot of ideas, but I don't, I don't know that how good I'd be at actually doing the writing part. So. <laughs> yeah. And Mitch is an actor. And so he's done, he's done some work doing that and, and stuff. And, and he, and he'd love to get into the profession of doing, doing what you're doing. Um, and if I get, can give you one little piece of advice and that would be don't sell yourself to a publisher and sacrifice your right to be and to do whatever you wish to do. Yeah, because I have to be careful with like the contracts because say I sign a contract that's like you can't self-publish any books, then it's like it's going to limit the amount of stories I'm able to tell. If, for example, like I write this really good book, but my contract says I can't self-publish it and the publisher won't take it, then it's like, you know, I'm not able to get as many stories out and I'm not able to like share my work in the same way anymore. So it's like I have to be very careful about that. And, you know, I like... I don't want someone like I, I want to write a story and of course I want feedback on it, but I won't, I don't want someone to tell me like, Oh, you know, that's not going to sell. You can't publish it because honestly with like good marketing, you know, you can really sell anything. So. Exactly. You know, I was talking with somebody and this is for both of you. I was talking with somebody who, who dabbled in screenwriting. And what she said was that by the time uh, you write the screen, you, you do the screen, you write the screen play. And then it goes to the um, producer and he says, that's great, except for this. So then you go back and you change that. And then it goes to the director and he said, that's great, except for this, this and this. And then you have to go back and rewrite that to make him happy. And, and eventually it becomes not your work anymore. Um, it becomes something else. So you got to be careful about that as well. Yeah. Well, I have to say so too. It's <laughs> you seem to be doing just great on your own. So <laughs> I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be in any rush to go any other direction. I did have a question. So when um, a couple, I have several, but uh, one is uh, so when was that your first? How old were you when your first book was published? So the first book I ever published was this pretty. Um, I don't want to say it's bad. It's just I wrote. So I wrote this like novella. It's like fifty. 60 page something like that I don't honestly remember and it was with my friend when I was in the sixth grade and if I could unpublish it now I would unfortunately it's too out there and I also like I'm still proud of it because it is a piece of my history and we ended up writing two of those and then the pandemic hit and then that was what kind of gave me the knowledge about like self-publishing to then when I start writing my actual first novel and my other books to be able to publish those so 
And how old 12. were you when you when oh you were twelve? Yeah. So you've got fourteen books now that you over the course of the last three years. So I published thirteen. Um, number thirteen just came out a few days ago, uh, maybe like a week or two ago, and then um, I have a, about a dozen more in the works. I'd say something like that. Um, I can't do the math in my You're going to be your own library. I hope so. That'd be cool. I got like a bookstore and just all my books. <laughs> That, that that really that really would be good. Mitch, do you have another question? Oh no, um, yeah. Oh, I did have so one. I wanted to say it too. I love the covers of your books. They're very they they really capture. You know, just they make you want to read it. <laughs> I'm looking at them like all these are so cool. Uh, so do you? Who do you? How do you come up with the covers for these books? So typically, I let the cover designers have a lot of control over the covers. Um, right now, I think the majority of my book covers are done by this really excellent com- company, Mibelart. I really hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Um, they're in Ukraine, and they just they design beautiful covers every time. Um, typically, what I do is I give them like the basis of the book, like what it's about, you know, the characters, and maybe something I want to see on the cover. Sometimes I'm just like, hey, this is what my book's about. You know, you do you. I don't really mind. Um, other times I have like a really kind of solid concept and I'm like, Hey, you know, can we do this? Um, and then they deliver that. So really, I guess it kind of like a, a lot of it is really them. Like, I don't honestly come up with these cover ideas very much. Um, when I do like, it's just all them. They're the ones that kind of put it together and they're the ones that end up creating this really beautiful idea. Um, cause sometimes a lot of my cover ideas are really messy and chaotic. <laughs> Well, I love them, so don't get rid of whoever you have doing them. They look yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, not everybody can do everything perfectly well, um, but you, but you're the one who's coming up with the ideas and putting it forward. Did you actually tell me or tell us just a minute ago that that you have 12 books in your head? So right now I have written 22 full-length books, and 13 of those have been published, so... I guess I have like nine more books on my backlog that are being edited and like waiting to come out. Is your editor getting tired? Because <laughs> <They laughs> be. so you've got 22 books in and you've been doing this since, since sixth grade. Yeah. And while you're in school, <laughs> I imagine your grades are pretty good. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Well, you, it doesn't matter. You've got another career already lined up for you. <clears throat> but I'm sure I'm sure it's good. So in school, what kind of reputation do you have with your uh, our classmates? Um, I think a lot of them are like think I'm like really, really, really smart. Honestly, in subjects other than like, you know, humanities based subjects, I'm not as good at. So like there are a lot of kids that are like, yo, you're really smart. Can you help me with math? I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't know math. So it's like, um, I don't. I have like, you know, a couple close friends, but like other than that, um, I'm a pretty quiet person. So I think also there's a lot of my classmates that don't really know who I am and they don't know about my books. Um, it's weird because at school, like I don't talk about it very much. Like maybe I mention it to my teachers. I have like, I think one of my teachers literally does not know. It's kind of funny. Um, but I'm also kind of quiet about it because I have a couple classmates who are kind of mean to me about it. So what? what? <laughs> 
Okay. How can they be mean to you about writing a bunch of books? Um, we, there's this one kid, and this is going to sound so hard. I really hope he doesn't listen to this, but he probably won't. Um, I don't know how he found out about me. I guess he follows me on social media, but he will, like, just, he will come up to me with his, like, group of friends and be like, ha, 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 oh, my gosh, it's the famous author. And then, like, start, like, reciting, like, my bio and stuff. But he does it, like, every time he sees me. He's like, how many books have you written again? But he does it, like, every single day. So at this point, we're like, oh, he's trying to make fun of me. It's not really working because I don't understand how that's a really like how you can make fun of someone for that it doesn't really bother me but it's like slightly like annoying but it's it's really funny so sounds like the 15 year old boy has a crush probably that's what i was gonna say i mean he's going through a lot of work here just to know a lot of information about you and quoting your books i think you have a fan and maybe a little yeah. more yeah. <laughs> so how often do you get out and uh but first of all, how many books have you sold? Do you have any idea at all? I think so. Um oh gosh, I like don't know off the top of my head, but I've quite a few. I think I've done extraordinarily well, both as an author and for someone my age. Um, really again, it's like all marketing and it's like all I really have to do is just like keep promoting myself and then those sales come. So I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot. Shanti, I can tell you this. I've been doing this a while. I and you are the only fifteen-year-old writer with the, you're with the chops that you have to be able to write the way that you do. I have ever met. Um, Thank you. And I I get a lot of books to review and a lot of books to to be on the show. And so, if by the way, if you if they want to go to your website, it's uh, go ahead and give us your website. So my website is shantihershenson.com. That's s h a n t i h e r s h e n s o n dot com. Really hope I and uh, what are your parents? I last I talked to you about your parents before, but uh, they just must still be just over the moon with yeah, they are, are. Are both of them writers? No, I think my mom um has written like a children's book, but she hasn't published it yet. Um, but they're not like writers, as in they write novels. So, what do they think? Where do they where did you where did you come from, young lady? <laughs> I think they're both um, like immensely proud. It's gotten like it's it's kind of interesting because <laughs> so I you know I started um, writing my book like really seriously during the pandemic. So it's like a really kind of blurry time period for me. Like I don't exactly remember much off the top of my head, but I think um, it was kind of a surprise because also for a few weeks I didn't tell them that I was writing a book. I was just like, I started writing it. And I was like, you know, but I don't really want to have to talk about it. And then one day I remember like we had relatives over and I was like, hey, so I'm writing this book. Can I read you guys the prologue? And everyone was like, what? Um, and now here we are. So, you know, I don't, I asked them occasionally. It's like, what do you think? So I know they're like really proud. Um, but I also feel like it did kind of come by surprise. You know, that's really not fair because when I was 15 years old, I couldn't, didn't even know what a prologue was. <laughs> So but we're talking with uh, Shanti Hershenson, right? Yeah. And uh, I, I, you'll have to forgive me. I, I, English is my third language. Um, but we're, we're talking with her. She's an author. She's written 14 books. She's got another nine books that are in process. Um, and she's 15 years old. But we need to take a break. And... Uh, we're going to come right back with more with uh, uh, Shanti and Mitch and me. And uh, if you want to give us a call and, and ask her, how in the world do you do this? 
you can 425-373-5527 and Nathan will be happy to hook you up. We'll be right back after these messages. Hello, everybody. If I could have your attention, please. I have an important announcement to make just for you. As you may know, PTR is heard and seen on radio, KKNW, and now Kixie, several websites, podcasts, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and most social media. At PTR, we believe in working together to make the world a better place. And because you're listening, we know that you're dedicated to the same. So we'd like to support your efforts by offering an outstanding multimedia package for you at a deeply discounted rate. As our partner, you'll receive commercial creation, both video and audio, at least 10 commercial plays per week, a monthly show to highlight your business and passion, exclusive website positioning with links, video shorts for social media, commercial plays on all shows, podcasts, KKNW, and Kixie. Your commercial is embedded into each episode and as a podcast is sent to over 50 different platforms. All shows are performed live and sent to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and stay there forever. Your podcast episodes are provided to you to use as you see fit. This one-time offer is only $250 a week based on a 13-week commitment. And as our partner, we are vested in your success and will do everything in our power to make it happen. However, there are limited spots available, so don't hesitate. Please email me at kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's get the ball rolling. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey there, I would personally like to thank you for making Positive Talk Radio part of your day. Whether you like podcasts or the radio show, we're glad to have you along. I'd love to hear from you with thoughts about the show and ways that we can make it even better. You are the reason we do these shows, because the more people we can touch, the better we can make the planet and our time here just magnificent. Please contact me, Kevin, at kmmedia.pro with any thoughts, comments, or suggestions. And thank you for being in my dream. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to KKNW 1150 AM at 3 o'clock this afternoon. You can watch another episode, and you'll be listening to Kixie, uh, which is 880 on your dial, and uh, that's our first show there. We have a, um, at 3 o'clock, we have a, a coach who is a, oh, my, my, I just lost my mind, um, is a, uh, um, uh, Mitch, what is she? <laughs> oh no <laughs> i you know i don't know the best way to describe it so she, she's a, a, a well she's an intimacy coach that's what it is i there i don't go. get much into intimacy so there so but uh we, our guest today is uh, shanty her hershinson say that for me mitch please hershinson hershinson well see 
Hershenson. So I, I said it. There you are. And she is a prodigy. Then, you know, does anybody call you a prodigy at home? Sometimes, not much, but like, okay. what does that mean to you when when somebody says that to you? It boosts my ego. I don't know. Um, it's like that's such an interesting word because like the existence of like literary prodigies is so like debated in the writing world. So it's like on one hand, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to be a prodigy, but then I get scared because people are like, well, technically that doesn't actually exist. So it's like this really complicated thing. But it just it is fun to hear. Why doesn't it exist? So it's like, techni- it's so weird because like the definition of a prodigy is like someone who like has like, you know, mastery level, you know, like expertise in a subject while they're like, you know, really young. But like technically writers don't usually like get like really, really, really good in their at their work until they're in their 30s. So it's like, it's so weird because on one hand, I'm like, well, you know, I kind of, I think I'm pretty good. But on the other hand, it's like, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I have a lot of work to do. Well, it's a, it's a process and you keep on learning more and you keep on developing more stories and more complex um, um, plots and that kind of thing. But I'm going to sit here and tell you, I don't think that there are very many 15 year olds that have got 13 books published. That's true. I had, you know, any other than you? I know, like, some who've, like, published books. 13? I don't think so. <laughs> Mitch? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm just know. I'm trying to throw your way because, you know, what the hell? <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I don't know any personally um, that is, you know, that's 15-year-olds that, are, that have any books published, let alone 13. So, um I'm I'm blown away. <laughs> are you? Do you feel like that you are an old soul that you've got? And and what is your? Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. What's your vocabulary like? You must have a huge vocabulary. I do, and I don't. It's like occasionally, because um, usually when I write, I I like I don't think too much about the words I'm writing. But I'll go back sometimes and try to use stronger language when I feel like it's needed, or when, for example, um, I keep using the same word repeatedly which happens sometimes i have like i'll experience some redundancy and i'll be like okay we need to find more words and so i think i kind of i do know a lot of words from writing i'm not sure how much i use them occasionally however i'll just be having like a normal conversation and then i'll accidentally drop like a big word just because i've gotten so used to writing it so <laughs> then you get this uh, look like a cocker spaniel turning his head to the side I think, yeah we got to go ahead. I was going to say we do. Um, we got a, a question here um, from a listener. Holly um, wrote, what is the story plot of the most recent book um, that you had published? So the most recent book I published came out on March 25th and it is the Bane of Angel Fall Academy. I have a love hate relationship with this book. It was so difficult to write. And the plot was like the reason it's so difficult because there's so much going on at once. But I do think it's probably the best book I've ever written, if not one of them. So the plot of this one is essentially um, this main character. Her name's Devin and her parents are both super famous writers. I'd say it takes place a few, a few years from now, slightly in the future. And Devin is sent to this boarding school called Angel Fall Academy. I'm actually, I don't know if you can see, but I'm wearing a shirt that I made. Um, 
Jeez. Or ordered. That's and cool. so Angel Fall Academy is this school for like the nation's most talented writers, except Devin doesn't really consider herself to be talented. She's been struggling from writer's block for about as long as she can remember. And it's just fueled by the pressure her parents put upon her. But because her parents are so famous, she is forced to attend this boarding school. And in the school, she has to navigate the student body. They're all very prestigious. And all of these different ways that the school, you know, tries to make their students better at writing, including these, like, strange and, like, kind of chaotic, like, simulations, as well as just all these different, all this, like, new technology. And as this is going on, her characters begin to come to life. And they're begging her to finish, like, the little, what little of a story she's written. And, of course, that kind of sounds like a writer's dream, except for the fact that the villain ends up showing up and threatens to just unravel and completely, basically destroy the universe as she knows it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I didn't and, see that and, last part coming. <laughs> yeah. Hold that book up again. How many pages is that one? 400-something. <laughs> Around 480. So it's a 500-page book. Yeah. Uh, I'm so looking at I, some of my books right now, and I'm going, I need to step up my, my reading game here. <laughs> I was, like, in my 20s, and I was still looking for picture books. <laughs> so but I, I, I got to ask you, because it is relevant today. Um, do you know anything about AI? I do, like a little, and I've like talked about it with like people before. What do you think the future of AI? How will it impact um, books and authors and writing? So I think as of right now, AI is really going to impact people that do like kind of content marketing and blog posts, um, because now you can AI generate a blog post. However. I, I really hope it's like, of course, one day you are going to be able to AI generate a novel. The problem is, I think so much of like, you know, novels and just writing in general is based on like emotion and experiences and everything like that. And, you know, it's AIs are kind of, you know, robots. So it's like, really, I don't think an AI, at least for now, will be able to write as good of a book as a human. And, of course, you know, books are very long pieces of writing. They're very difficult to just even kind of outline. I do think, though, you know, it is possible, but I also don't think authors are going to lose their jobs, at least not for a while. Well, especially the good ones that have got quite an imagination and these things just sort of pop into your head. Speaking of which, how do you get the idea for a book? Does it just kind of pop into your head? Yeah, it's like I get my ideas from a variety of different places. For example, sometimes I'll just like be, you know, scrolling on social media. I'll be walking outside and it might just pop into my head. Be like, oh, that would make a really good book. Other times I'd say I'll be like, you know, looking at maybe something. I'll see something. I'll be like, you know, I'll ask a question about something. So or like. For example, like one of my books, Never Dying, was based off of this like question of like, you know, what if people who are immortal aren't these like godly, you know, overpowering figures? What if they're actually like the lower class in society? And then that birthed literally my most popular book right now. So really, it kind of depends. Other times I'll just have a dream and I'll wake up and be like, oh my gosh, this dream could make a perfect book. That's sort of what happened with the Bane of Angel Fall Academy, where I had this dream. And I remember it like extremely vividly. It was probably one of the most vivid dreams I've ever had in the sense that like I remember I was like running through this like 
crazy looking school. I just remember it was like a school. And there were like these different locations. I don't remember what I was running from exactly, but I think that's where I actually came up with the idea for the monster. Because this like scene that I had in this dream ended up actually becoming a scene in the book. And I used like these locations because as soon as I woke up, I just wrote everything down as quick as possible. And then that's what ended up being the Bane of Angel Fall Academy. It was a dream. Yeah. Which is really, which is really cool. I think I told you the story of uh, how musicians sometimes get their work, and sometimes it's it's intuition. Do you feel like it's coming from intuition through you? Some of the books I write, I just like it's it's a feeling I really can't explain. Where it's like the book is writing itself. Um, I say that as in like this one book in particular, The Accidental Insurgent. This is the quickest I've ever like written. I've never written a novel as quick as this one. I don't want to say it's one of my best books because now it's like compared to my newer books, it's not that great. But I started writing this um, when I was in, I think I've talked about this one a little, but I was in seventh grade. Actually, I just graduated seventh grade and I was like two days into a different project. I just couldn't think it was not working. And I opened, I made a new document. I sat down and I literally just started writing. And then I let that idea like just develop while I started writing. And I created these characters like on the spot, their names just pop into my head. And I kept surprising myself, but in some ways it really felt like that book was just writing itself. It was insane. And then I finished that first draft. It's like a 70,000 word first draft in 16 days, which is like, I've never done that before. Well, I know, you know, you've been around the planet so long that uh, (laughs) you're going to find that there's going to be some unique things happen to you and with you and because of you uh, in the, in the world today. I'm, I'm, it's, I'm really exciting to get to know you. I I can't imagine how good you're going to be when you're 30. I, I can't either. I'm like honestly really excited to like continue writing and seeing like where kind of like what my books become like later on, like how good they are. Yeah, and 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 how dynamic they are, and how complex they are, and and stuff like that. So you're telling me that you can be writing a thousand words an hour, and a name will pop into your head that you may have never heard before, and it just pops in there, and that goes in the book yeah sometimes um i used to have this thing it's kind of silly um when i was writing bio block where like i would just be like trying to figure out like a descriptive word and would just pop into my head and sometimes it's like the word wouldn't necessarily work sometimes it would be like a word like i've like not heard very much before and it just actually works in the scenes i also have an extremely good memory like i i remember like a lot um so I like can keep in all these words, but at the same time, it's like, sometimes it kind of freaks me out when like, I'm trying to write and the words pops in my head. Well, I got to tell you, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That, that, that's That's pretty cool. Um, Mitch. I, um, if you had to give a piece of advice to other, maybe aspiring writers out there, what, what would that be? Okay. I say this like literally every single interview I have at this point, but it's like genuinely my biggest piece of advice is write every single day. And adding on to that, write the same amount every single day. For me, I write a thousand words every day. Over the summer, I try to write more. Um, Very, very like not often do I write less. And really that's just what I found worked for me. 
Um, if it's 100 words a day, 500, just figure out what works and what you can stick to. And if it feels too easy, you can always update it. Um, I started writing 1,000 words a day right at the beginning of seventh grade when I was still writing that first novel, Block, And that's really what got me from writing, you know, 10,000 words a month, I think I calculated, to 30,000 words a month. And that's really what I how I ended up making progress, both in the ways I improved my writing and just ended up like overall with the book, I was done much quicker once I realized, you know, I can just set the school and stick to it. By the way, Nathan's got a question, but I want him to ask it. Sure. Just really quickly. I'm curious about how often are you writing down your thoughts or notes or have something with you? Because I know there's oftentimes where I'm doing something like, oh, that's a great idea. Wish I would have written it down sooner. Yeah, sometimes I, it's, it's annoying. Sometimes I come up with ideas like really late at night. And then I forget them and I have to like completely rethink them. Um, but usually whenever I have what I think is like a solid idea for a book, I write it down in my notes app. Sometimes it's not a very solid idea. Sometimes it's an idea that I know I'll never write, but I just want to keep it just in case I end up ever writing it. Um, because of course, you know, if there's any chance this idea can develop, I want to take that chance. So I always write down like most of my ideas in my notes app. The document's gotten very long right now. I started it, you know, two almost three years ago now um but that's really what's been super helpful and you're also learning how to be a master marketer yeah so that which is which is really which is really cool did you hear the commercials that we played uh during during what did you think is it do they need work i think so i um I mean, do they work or do they need work? I think they work. Like, I'm not the best at, like, other than, like, TikTok, I'm not the best at, like, video and, like, commercial marketing. Um, I really like doing, like, social media and, like, press and stuff. But I think, like, yeah, those can definitely work. Um, I really want to try commercials at some point. I just, it's such a, like, it's an investment. And it's, like, I don't know if I could as of yet. So I'm not, like, the master at those. But I definitely think those are pretty good. Can I give Can I give you a hint? Yeah. Um, write a thirty second commercial, and you can do it in about. You have to do it in about forty words. A sixty second commercial, you can do it in sixty to seventy words. And so you've got to get your idea th- uh, through and to the listener or the or whoever's watching the commercial within that time period. Why don't you do a commercial for yourself? Okay. I'm definitely like. I think it would just be cool to try to like. First off, like film one because I, I when I was really young, I used to love like making these little movies. So I think it would be fun to kind of film a commercial and um, you know promote my books. That's like a complete new way, and it's also it has a lot of exposure, especially like you know like television commercials and stuff on like these like really big channels because of like how many people just like keep the TV on and watch them. Also, like you know radio commercials. I just I love the video ones so much. Think about it. You could you could be Steven Spielberg and uh, and uh, Stephen King all at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 pretty cool. And I'm glad your parents are they're they're a hundred percent behind you, and they and they are, are wowed by what you're doing. And I think that's great. Yeah. So, Mitch, what else you got? No, I mean. Um... Oh gosh, I feel like there's so many things, but no, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I it's funny. I, I liked hearing you talk about the notes thing. So I, I write little skits and things like that. So if I'm driving or I see something out in public and it triggers maybe some sort of an experience or a joke, I try to write comedy stuff. And I, if I don't put it in my notes app on my phone right away, 
I'll forget it. If I'm like, Oh, I'll get to it later. I will, I will stop what I'm doing. I've been in conversations with people where I'm like, hold on one second. I have to write this down. Cause if I don't write it down right now, it'll, it'll be gone. And I've had it, you know, whether I'm in the shower or I'm driving or this and that, and I'll have to do it right away. So it's, <laughs> it's not, it's actually, it's funny to hear you say that. So no, <laughs> that's really cool. Now, have yeah. you thought about writing comedy or let me ask you, are any of your books comedy? Have you thought about writing one? I've definitely thought about writing a book that has more of like an amusing kind of point of view as opposed to like darker. However, so many of books, so many of my books right now are just really dark. So it's like kind of hard. Um, but I have thought about it. I think it would be really fun. I also like it would be definitely a challenge. I got yeah. a question too. Who would like on that topic? You know, with you do have a lot. I'm looking at these books, and you know that yeah, they do. Have, they all have a pretty some same genre, and you write write very much the same. Who would you say is your biggest inspiration when you're writing? Hmm. I don't know. I have so many different answers to that because <laughs> it's like so. Oh, that's such a good question. I don't really know. I read so many books. There's like little things I like that authors do mainly with like their writing style or how they like express something. I'd be like, you know, I really want to write. For example, I'm like, I really want to write my character backstories like Lee Bardugo. She does such a good job like fleshing out her characters. And on the other hand, there's like, for example, um, The Book Thief is one of my favorite books. I think it's one of the best written books I've ever read. And it's like, oh my gosh, I would love to describe things the way this author does. Um, I don't think I really can. <laughs> yeah, that book is like incredible so there's like different um authors that i'm like you know i'd really like to write like them i'd really like to do this like them so really it's like a variety of different people do you have a favorite author or or is there an author that's it can be a difficult question i'm sure or is there an author that you read the most so my all-time favorite author at least right now is lee bardugo i think i just mentioned her she wrote like shadow and bone and six of crows and like her work first off is incredible and she's also like a really nice person and like just a really really cool person so do you write more books or read more books i'd say overall i've read more books than i've written i do think i on a daily basis i write more than i read i've been in like a really bad reading slump since i think july i've read um i was reading you know like almost a dozen books a month. I read like 60 books last year. And then this year I've written, I've not read, I've read, not written. <laughs> I almost, okay. I've read like 60 books last year. And then I've only read like maybe like five this year. So I have to get better at it. I just, I have like so much to do now with high school. That I don't have it's as much time to read as I did. And I also feel like I don't have, it's not that I don't have as much motivation to read. It's just like right now, what I enjoy reading is changing so much. That I'm still trying to figure out like what I actually like. What genre do you like right now as it's changing? I'd say fantasy. I also like really funny. I, lo I love comedy, like TV shows and books. I like reading a lot of funnier books. And I'd say my favorite genre, of course, is still like science fiction. I just don't read it as much because I don't know. <laughs> I get confused a lot while I'm reading. So, um, you know, I really love like high fantasy. I also have to go back and like reread different chapters because I'm confused to what's going on. So, Mitch, I wanted to ask you while you're in the shower and you're writing a joke, are you writing, <laughs> writing a joke to um, that, that you can then put together a stand up comedy routine? 
You know, what's so funny is I knew as soon as I said the shower piece that you were going to bring that up somehow. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, I'll have just different ideas or things. I, I've even, I've even been in the shower and recited like a back and forth monologue before. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's typically on a comedic side of things, either for the intention of, yeah, either, um, for a show or um, a movie or doing stand-up comedy. One of the three, just, it depends on, uh, on what day. <laughs> See, I can't write a joke to save my life. So what happens for me is something will just pop into my head and I'll say it. And sometimes it's funny. And that's, that's sometimes it's not, sometimes it's rather embarrassing, but that's besides the point. So, uh, but, but see, you, you could be a, a, a sketch writer um, and uh, you could write uh, 30 minute sitcoms and you can do all that kind of stuff. So, can't you? Or you could, if you decided you want to, maybe that's in your future. Oh, it's, yeah, it's definitely something that I've been looking at doing and I do see that in my future for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and Shanti, you too. I like. I wish I was like better at coming up with jokes. I mean, I actually came up with like comic, comedic, like Star Wars screenplay when I was in the sixth grade. I went back and read it. It's awful. I, it's just sitting there on my Google <laughs> Drive right now, and it's horrible. But it was kind of funny. Well, maybe you could rework it, and it could be funnier. Yeah, definitely. So before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to tell our audience. First of all, give our audience your website, how they can get a hold of you, your books. How can they buy a book from you? So my website is shantihershenson.com. That's S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N.com. Slow um, down, dear. I, say I always say it so fast. I know. So yeah, shantihershenson.com. Um when you, if you look at my name, it should come up first. There's also um, my Instagram, which is at Shanti Hershenson. Um, my Twitter is at Shanti Hirsch. I really don't tweet much on there. I just retweet things people tweet about me. So um, there's that. I also, my main platform right now is TikTok. I have about 52,000 followers, no, 55,000 followers on there. I don't know where the two came from. And um, that is just at Shanti who writes. I post a variety of things about my books, my story, and just overall writing tips. You have 55,000 people on, on TikTok? Yeah. That's, have you ever thought to yourself, boy, I'm a pretty big deal? Not often. <laughs> Again, it's like it's so, um, I don't know. It feels a lot normaler to me than it does for like most people because this has just been my life for the last two years so just like this writing and marketing and these interviews are just like kind of like a day-to-day thing now and you've done a bunch of interviews and you're very very good and i want to thank you for being here and reaching out to me will you come back yeah of course oh you're you're so special and uh, uh mitch anything anything you'd like to add before we have to go we we have to leave now i'm afraid oh, no um i feel like there's not enough time in an hour uh, for right. all the things I'd love to know, but um, yeah, looking over your books, I'm definitely going to have to get one of these. Um, I'm looking over at my book collection and it's, uh, it's looking a little weak. So I should, uh, I should get a couple of these to fill it up. And these are the kind of books that I actually enjoy reading. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what more you do and um, the more books you put out and, you know, just where your dreams travel past this point. So, and appreciate you being on today. Thank you. And I thank you as well. And 
goodness knows where you're going to be in the future. And it's bright as can be. And I really wish you a lot of success. Um, you're, you're great. You're a great person and you've got a lot of talent. And, uh, so Mitch, would you like to take us out again? Like you did on Wednesday? Sure thing. Again, you guys, you are listening to positive talk radio on KKNW 1150 and positive talk radio. Remember, be kind to one another because one another is all we got. You wrote that down. Good for you. I did write it down. (laughs) 